Hi friends, I'm Adrian File. And I'm John File. And welcome to the Love the Process podcast. We've been married 13 years, 12 good ones, and have four awesome kids. My career has centered around process improvement and leadership development. And I have been an entrepreneur since I was five, and I'm currently an owner and CEO of an insurance company and real estate team. We are working to become better versions of ourselves every day, and we invite you to join us as we share our journey and the lessons we have learned in life, business, and figuring out how to love the process to becoming great. Let's go. Friends, we're really excited. We have our first live podcast here for you. We are interviewing the OTL Off the Leash crew, Jeremy and Patty, and we're so excited. This has been a really fun interview, and there is some gold. You're going to love it. Enjoy. Hey. There we go. We're in it. Yeah, sir. Okay, we are so excited to have Jeremy and Patty in the house. This is a true love the process moment. Uh, we, <laughs> we are combining all realms of technology in this quarantine time and space. Uh, we're trying to bring it all together at one time so that we can do a Zoom call, Instagram Live, a podcast, and YouTube. So, hey. <laughs> We, we just got to hit them on all fronts. And, and I know the OTL crew, man, you guys are so innovative and, um, and uh, encouraged us in what we do here. Jack, for you to be a part of this first kind of innovation of, of what we do here on the Love the Process. Okay, so to kick off, um, Jeremy and Patty, could you guys give us a little oh. intro of yourself and off the leash? Like, what's, what's going on? Give us a little, give us an update. Uh, so a little about off the leash. Obviously, I'm Jeremy. Uh, we kind of start from the from the bottom. We met each other at a, at a gym, and then we just kind of had a similar DNA as far as how we how we viewed uh just people and fitness and and life itself. So we uh this guy next to me is a, he's a savage. So hey, I started Tyler. calling I started calling him the beast off the leash. And then uh, he started doing programming, and I was like, let's just put some stuff behind it. So we got some gear, and now we're here. So let's go. How long ago was that? <laughs> uh, gym. A, little, a little over a year. Uh, uh-huh. So this is, this is quite the bromance. I mean, <laughs> it escalated quickly. I love it. It did, you know, and um, I think people enter your lives, you know, for a reason. And I think our paths just happened to cross when we kind of needed that type of figure in each other's lives. And um, I know that me and Jeremy vibe real well. Uh, my wife always jokes around, it's like, you found your twin, you know? And uh, it, it really did happen like that. And ever since then, we've been just hitting the ground running and uh, living life off the leash, pun intended. The first time I I remember the first time I heard the the saying off the leash and I go <laughs> that is good and, uh, and I'm I'm serious I I love I think that what I what I really I mean I know Adrian's done some research and she wants she's got a bunch of questions one of the things that that I really appreciate uh, about what you guys are doing and, and Jeremy and I too met at the gym by the way Patty now it took me a while to get to his gym. <laughs> he was a legend. I mean, seriously, there's a guy I'd go to, I'd go to my brother-in-law. He'd go, you have to go see my guy, Jeremy and Shoreline. I'm like, listen, I don't leave North Shore. Okay. If, if that's, <laughs> I mean, if I go downtown Seattle in the morning, I, I, 
I sometimes punch myself. I'm not, I don't want right. to stop it. I don't want to do it. But anyway, so finally it takes, takes a breakfast where a guy wants to meet with me. We have a lunch. It happens to be Jeremy's brother-in-law, Tyler. And he starts to talk about hey, Tyler. Tyler. his brother-in-law. And so then we unannounced, because I'm like, man, I, I got enough friends, okay? I, so I'll take more, but I really got to know what you're made of before we're going to get close. So I'm like, all right. So I go, um, we go down there, and Jeremy was above advertised. I mean, the energy level that he brought to that fitness session, the <laughs> intentionality he had to people's, not just physical, and this is why we're trying to have you guys on here, not just the physical side, but the mental side of what you did individually. I, I just know it when I see it. I'm not that smart. I'm really not. That's not my strong suit. People say I'm a liar. It may be true. I don't know. But one of the things that I know is, is I can recognize value when I see it. I know it when I see it. And, and that is a strong suit of mine. And Jeremy totally had that quality. So I'm excited to, to be with you guys today. But one of the things I wanted to talk about was that the power of your philosophy, right? The United States gotcha. of America is a philosophy, right? Gotcha. And, and often this is a philosophy. And I, and I want to hear kind of your guys, you know, if you will, theory behind Optimally, behind what you're doing and, and what it can bring to the lives of our listener, of people listening, people that are here and, and want to be a part of the Optimally community. Uh, I'll let you run with that. Yeah, I think um, there's, there's a lot that goes into um, wellness and self-improvement. Obviously, that vein is kind of flooded at the moment. Um, but just being in the, in the fitness world, I just think it's super valuable. And just from, you know, just the last couple of years that I spent with people, you just realize that it's so much more than just the physical, you know, it's, it's the emotional, it's the mental, it's the spiritual side of who you are. And at the end of the day, it's, you know, who you are as an individual and your identity that really carries you, you know, from place to place. I always say the phrase, wherever you are, there you are again. It's like who you are, you, you take everywhere with you. Um, and so when we, we started doing Off the Leash, it kind of started with, you know, just having a, a DNA of, um, you know, what's a, what's a leash? It's a, it's a limit. You know, it's a fear. It's a shame. It's a, things that you've allowed to kind of sabotage your life or reduce your life to try to accommodate the, the fears. And I just think people really needed a, a community and, and human interaction of uh, people around them to to put pride back in attacking the hard things that we've been avoiding um as well as just just overcoming things that we've you know adopted in our life as as fact when when they're really not you know and putting pride back in the ability to say i don't know and and growing who can grow the fastest and so i think when when you start doing that when you're not approaching self-help you know as if you have all the answers but you're putting yourself vulner vulnerably in front of people saying, we're going to figure this thing out together. Um, it's an incredible place that the people start to, to gravitate towards because they want, they want to be around other people who are trying to do what they want to do. Uh, and who doesn't want to conquer their fears. Hey, uh, I'm taking so. notes here. That's why, <laughs> that's why I'm taking notes here. 
I'm serious. So, but to your point, so I would say, what do you, what do you guys see as, is a great question to ask in this season of ourselves? Like, like this, man, I don't know, but let's, let's work on this together. This problem, this is such a new space we're in this quarantine season. What would be a question that maybe you would say that we could ask ourselves? Uh, I think a big question that we can ask ourselves is just what we really want. Um, I think good timing or Jeremy kind of in our conversations has talked about where in times like these, like we really find out if we're about what we say we're about, you know what I mean? And I've had multiple conversations with my mentors and stuff like that of really just kind of getting out of our daily schedule. Cause like we can be locked in our schedule and six months go by and it's all been a blur because we become so robotic and just having these set blocks that we go towards. And now we're kind of forced out of our comfort zone, right? And we have so many projects that we kind of go, oh, you know, it could just be a fleeting thought. Like that would be really fun or that would be something fun to do. And it's like now having the time to do that, like let's put some energy towards that. And um, I know I talk with my remote coaching clients all the time. It's like, you, let's use this time to, you know, a lot of people don't practice goal setting of actually writing it down, right? And, and thinking it out of how the steps are to, to get there. So I've had them do like a weekly goal into a 90 day and a, a six month to a year goal, you know, and how are those steps going to, you know, what's the blueprint towards that? And we have the time to actually draw that out now without having to go, okay, well, I got this, I have to leave the house by eight. I got to battle traffic. I got this job for eight hours and I come home. I'm so exhausted. I'm just going to eat and go to sleep. And we just fall into that routine. You know what I mean? And it's like, we're all forced to stay at home right now. So use that time to really just do some self-discovery, you know what I mean? And figure out whether or not the life that you're living is, is something that you pictured for yourself. Yeah. And I think, I think on that tip, you know, obviously, obviously I love, love the process you know just from from day one just that phrase itself probably gets used a million times a day yeah um but i think what we set out to do is that we're not trying to duplicate ourselves you know and when you when you don't try to duplicate yourself or get other people to do things as you do them you actually empower them to figure out their own process and empower them to find their own blueprint of their own life. Like my process, I can't have the same process as you or Adrian have because you don't have my problems or my relationships or my job. And so maybe the goal is tires and goals, maybe even. Yeah. Yeah. And the, so the goal is to equip people with tools that they can apply towards their own situations. I'm not trying to get you in my situation. I'm trying to give you tools that you can apply to your own. And so when you, when you do that, if you do that successfully, that's obviously the hope, you know, you actually give people excitement back around their own life as opposed to wishing that they were somebody else. So if that makes absolutely. sense. Absolutely. You know, I heard, I heard this, uh, you know, a coach <laughs> talk about if, if you can get somebody else to answer, I love what Patty said, what do I want? If you can get somebody else to answer the question, I mean, there's two ways to coach, right? One is, Hey, here's how to do it. One is, what were you thinking then, right? And when the athlete gives an answer to what were you thinking and then works himself into what they should have done based on the result that they got, it's, it's infinitely more powerful. So oh, yeah. You're saying the both of you just said, one is, what do I want? Ask myself, what do I want? But then number two, ask myself, 
what is my process? What is the process going to be? How can I iterate a process for my goals and my person, you know, really knowing our self-awareness and what, what works best for me? And there is and the idea of a cookie cutter solution to anybody's problem, dreams, hopes, or desires is a, it's a red flag. Yeah. Is a, it, absolutely. And so I just got a question on here on the gram. And we're, we're also going live on a podcast, which is awesome. Uh, the topic today, uh, the question was, what's the topic? It's, uh, you know, mentality and fitness with the Off the Leash crew and the Love the Process team. And, and we're podcasting on that. So thanks, Coach Glenn, for that question. Um, so what would you say right now, Jer, Patty, uh, are, is the number one kind of most needed tool? Uh, it, I get it. There might not be any universal tools uh, that we can all, but we, that we could try out and see is this is this a tool that actually could fit into my tool belt based on what I want, based on my situation in quarantine, based on my everything kind of being uprooted and changed for the most part across America. What would you guys say with your experience would be both from a fitness standpoint, but also from a mentality standpoint, because gyms across America are closed, right? Uh, you know, make some changes to our, to our routines in order to get the physical side as well. well I think we can, I think we can both share it. I think we're probably going to have difference of opinion. Yeah. Um, but for, for me, it's creativity. Um, and you just, what you just talked about is helping people learn how to think, not what to think. So obviously a lot of these gyms, especially like boutique studios, everybody enjoys because you go in you get told what to do you don't have to think you get to walk out at the end of the day and somebody else did all the thinking for you you know and so now you're at a time when you're at home and to patty's point earlier like we figure out if you really want what you say you want so when it comes down to like discipline equals freedom and that's a jocko quote you know your willingness to do what you said you would do when you're by yourself you know and so you, I mean, you go on the internet and it's flooded with all everybody's at home workouts that it's like to, to the nauseous point, you know? And so for me, like, I like times like these because it allows people to be creative, you know? And so my mind kind of goes the opposite way of most, like what most people is like a capitalization. It's like, everybody's at home. I can get some followers. I can put out at home workouts. I can get likes for me. It's, it's always putting a responsibility back in people's hands. It's like, I want, to go out to my clients and have them make me workouts. Like people are way more knowledgeable than they give themselves credit for. And when you start putting that like pride back in your own life, your own mind, like actually thinking through something for yourself, I think that's when times like these, that's why people separate, you know, I'm not talking about like divide, I'm talking about getting ahead. In times like this, I know I already know John. When this whole thing happens, you're like licking your chops. Like it might be the worst way possible, yeah. but like this is every entrepreneur's dream to have a month of free time to create and do things like this. Like this, this hasn't this yeah. hasn't happened in any of our lifetimes, and so it's the opposite of being reactive. It's being proactive, like waking up with the purpose um, and going on the offense, but. I, mean, I love what Jeremy you said there. The idea of creativity, you know, really, and, and you use words like uh, discipline, and we're going throughout Jocko's book, Extreme Ownership. I think it's phenomenal. I think a study of the Navy SEALs is is, is important. 
because really, you know, when you're talking about your goals and Patty, you sounds like you take lots of your fitness clients and, and uh, coaching clients through uh, a process of getting goals. I'm a huge believer in goals as well. And, and that's awesome. The fact of the matter is though, I love what somebody said a minute ago is like, do, whether or not you really wanted it is going to come out now. Yes. Cause, cause now's the time. Like you, you're the excuses of time and uh, you know, work and this and that and the other, but for by and large, have, have subsided for a period of time, self-imposed all by the situation. And so do you really want it? And then the word I use often though to this point is integrity, right? And so my definition of integrity has always been doing the thing you said you were gonna do long after the feeling that you said it has left, which is, is the same thing that you're kind of saying too, Jerry, you said a minute ago, but just do it, right? Like just do it. I love that. <laughs> Super duper. Just do it. Just do it. I think the hard part or the struggle for me is that I had a I had a rhythm, right? I had a routine. And all of a sudden mm -hmm. the routine is totally different and thrown off. So now it's a matter of just creating my new routine so that I fit and force the fitness in. And force right. the things I want to do every day in. I mean, even last week I said, okay, 10 o'clock. That's my workout time. 10 o'clock every day, I'm doing a workout. Even today we had a meeting at 10:30. So there goes my 10 o'clock workout. <laughs> <laughs> so then what how do i how does my routine you know what i mean like this everything's just jumbled up i've got four kids at home now which used used to go to school <laughs> they used to go to school sometimes yeah. they don't leave anymore now they're just always here so how do you right. what's your recommendation or your how do you just help us to stay motivated and like keep a routine when nothing seems to feel normal real talk so if I can kind of branch off of that, and, and I guess that kind of jumps me into the tool that I think people could sharpen is, um, and I'm going to dive into it and, and kind of see where it goes, but training our animal brain, right? And so like our animal brain now is freaking out because we're outside of our routines. We feel it as a form of a threat. And so it's, inputting all of these almost uh so to jump into a self-narrative right and so we're in a place of being a, like an uncomfortable position and so like everything new has been and and i know for my situation i get outside of my routine and my anxiety spikes right and that's my animal brain sending those signals like i don't like this this is unfamiliar you should be in fight or flight and so i think a tool that i that I think people should practice is having the self-awareness of knowing when our animal brain is running rampant or not, which is really hard. You know what I mean? So I think um, just tuning that in and have like, you can use that fear and that anxiety for a skill. And if you can harness that to be in a direction that pushes you forward, uh, is an unstoppable tool to have because on the contrary, so like from just personal experience, like I said, like I'm outside of my work schedule where I get like that's that, you know, that income that I'm used to having and like all of that within from Sunday to Monday when all of this dropped was taken away. Right. And my brain was screaming at me like, fuck, I sorry if I'm, I'm sorry if I'm not supposed to say but, but it was just like, oh shit, like what people, yeah. <laughs> but it was just like oh shit what's what's gonna happen next right and um 
we, and like, so going back on those projects and stuff, o, OTL, we really wanted to build and we've had a lot of projects that have just been pushed to the back burner because of our nine to five. Mm -hmm. But now life has taken the nine to five out of the equation. You know what I mean? And so using that anxiety and fear, and this is just something that I'm practicing is trying to flip it so that I don't freeze or that I don't flee and that I move forward. So now I'm trying to train it so that I put OTLs in my main schedule. Cause that's something that me and Jeremy have talked about wanting it to be our main thing. You know what I mean? So it's like, what am I going to use my time for to make it good? Cause this is only going to last for so long. I want to come out on the other end to where I have the cards in my hand and that OTL is our main source of income, I should say. You know what I mean? Or just make, like main way to survive that we can put all of our energy and passions towards that and not be distracted with other stuff that we deemed necessary for our life. That's awesome. So you know, I love I love I love what you said there. This idea, Patty, of coming on the other side of this, you and creating an organization that's gonna be economically viable and it's got a stream of revenue coming on the back end of this my question would be what are the top kind of two or three things that you said man we got to get after this and now we're going to attack it one two what type of you know what support what resources what things do you guys need you know to be successful in those campaigns obviously when you're looking at you know your, your goal setting guru too when you're looking at a goal and a target you, you prioritize and you go man these three or these five or whatever and then these resources are going to be needed and these are the things we're going to need to do with our time and our energy so what would those be for off the lease because i really just be i really believe in what you guys are doing and i really believe in what you're doing because of who you are i mean i also want to hit on paintball and don't get it twisted i want to hear about the paintball exactly <laughs> Pew pew! <laughs> that, that, that attack mode mentality that you talked about of we're going to go on offense and we're going to go execute. We're going to go do it. We're going to get it in because now is the time. I wonder how many people across America, honestly, when the, the first was the fuck, like you said, like, oh my gosh, what are we <laughs> It's an It was an initial shock. Yeah, shock, yeah, shock. Yeah. No, I think that's the exact word a lot of folks use, you know, when it, when it really became real. Uh, C.S. Lewis once said, he said, courage isn't isn't a virtue in of itself, it's a part of all virtues at the critical point when things become real. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. we're at a critical point in a lot oh, of yeah. worlds and, and certainly in the world of OTL and certainly in the world of what you guys do and the way you're able to bring value. So what would those things, what would those things be in this critical point where you're like, man, when I look back on this time period, it'll be a success if we get this accomplished. I think, um, and obviously, obviously our goal is for complete life transformation like if it that's not that's not the goal then it's fleeting you know um and so the, ni the nice thing about the way we're set up obviously with patty being a pro athlete is a lot of the clients that come our way are already the people who are going after what they want right so that's that's a beautiful that's a beautiful place because you're already starting with hungry souls um and i think that when when you get a little bit deeper into that, like you start to realize and change your perspective that, you know, the people who are achieving at the top, you know, they, they're just like you, they're going through the same struggles as you. And 
like putting pride back in like vulnerability and humility and and going after like the hard work the deep work of your character and fighting your way through like those like little inner demons that you don't let out but when you actually bring those things to the surface and you take away the shame of it you start to see like i mean it's just crazy when you start seeing you know grown adults finally coming around to like the being in that vulnerable place uh and putting pride in it you know and so that's one of the things that i've probably enjoyed enjoyed the most and so now for us uh in this next season going into just making tools creating tools that one keep the ownership in in people's hands uh and two help them walk through uh the process with us you know because we just really believe that there's plenty of people who write books post process like they already made the million dollar business and here's how you do it in three quick steps but we really believe that there's uh, there's very few people who are actually getting in the trenches and working it out you know and and we're willing and i know you guys are willing because i I know you guys personally to get in the trench with people let people see you fail um but also see how really hard it is to make it through those things but the reward on the flip side is just complete life transformation that will change you and everybody else around you so whether that be you know for us it's documenting documenting the tools of of how to get there different ways to look at situations um whether that's that's books or or things on paper or curriculum to take people through um it's one thing that we're we're thinking through now of of creating um is is that uh that that ability to help people walk through the process um one two uh we've done a lot of clothing stuff so we have our clothing line coming out and that's been really fun because even from the even from the start it was kind of an unsuspected uh kind of breakthrough for us like people would get our shirts and they'd hit us up and be like i just feel some type of way when i put this thing on and (laughs) and that's and that's the goal like i remember we put out our first ever shirts like maybe a month or two into creating off the leash we weren't even like a business yet uh and people hitting us up like how do i be a part of off the leash and we're like i don't even know what you're asking to be a part of we're literally (laughs) just two guys making shirts but it's it's that like thing that people want to be a part of that people want to uh, follow and and not miss out on is you know people that they look up to doing the work that they actually were ashamed to do you know and coming at it can you expand on that because i agree with you a thousand percent there's a stage in everybody's life just about who wants to do something great who's hungry like you said who who wants to shoot the moon who wants to win. For us, I, I want to help people shoot the moon, whatever that is to you. I, I don't want to win in one area and lose in the other. But one of the things that you guys hit on is this tool of forgiving yourself, right? This tool you said, you know, we want to help walk people through the process. To me, front of that process is going to be just what you said. You call it inner demons. That, that everybody in this call, everybody under our voice right now has something in their life that they're afraid of, that they regret, or that they don't feel good enough about, or they're insecure about, and so how what's something they struggle something with. they struggle with in places you they don't like to talk about at parties, and 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 they certainly aren't telling their friends and their buddies about, and they, and they wake up with it sometimes in the middle of the night, and they pray to God that nobody will find out, whether it's alcohol or drugs or it's or it's a, a gambling problem or it's a problem. Uh, 
with, with anger or lust or whatever, we can go on and on. What would be your tool, if you will? What would be your idea? Just, just something for people to take to, to go, you know, I mean, Goggins talks about it this way, Jerry, you and I are big Goggins fans. I mean, you know, Sab, I mean, the dude, he's a guy who's <laughs> go right in front of him. But he, he talks about having that conversation with yourself. You, you know, and so I think right now that that's a piece of it, is that if before you set out on the path to step back and realize the power in having a conversation with yourself. And that's how I know you guys are going to help a lot of people too, because so many people will want to shortcut that. And ultimately, to your point, your, your scope of people who actually want to be a part of what you're doing is going to be smaller because most people really want to be warmed by the fire, right? They want, when it's, when it's, when the lights are on and everything's looking good and it's going good and things, the money's right, things are good. It's all good. But when it gets hard and it gets difficult and it gets in those moments of like, man, are we ever going to make it? Those are the hardest spots. Until, until you see the people closest, hottest to the fire winning. Right. And that's, and, and that's the thing that's, there's this invisible enemy that's, it's so funny because we're terrified of like sharing the things that we're working on or our weak points. But then if, if I came to you and I told you, Hey, I've been actually been working on my weak points. They've been getting better. Automatically you like me more and you want to work on yours. Yeah. So it's that taking, if you take whatever's in the dark and you put it in the light, and uh, I was just listening, and this is a, a tool that I just learned. Um, it's a guy named Chris Voss. He was an international hostage oh, yeah. negotiator. Um, and so he was talking about, yeah, exactly. He was talking about owning a problem. So if me and you are talking and say we're talking about a problem, uh, it's called buying a problem. So say if you, you're having a hard time staying on track. I take staying on track, and I put it on the table. I buy the problem from you. So I'm not actually talking to you and your problem because then you attach shame to who you are with it, but we're actually going to take it and put it on the table. So now both of us get to have an opinion mm. and we both get to find solutions because it's, well, I'm not trying to fix you. We're trying to fix staying on track. Right. Mm. And so if we can do that as community of people, like off the leash, like everybody has a different leash, you know? And so it's not about the throne of stones because I got my own thing. So it doesn't matter if it's Adrian or if it's Patty, we just have an agreement in our community that we're putting our thing, whatever that leash is on the table and we're going to help each other overcome it by becoming better individuals, mm. you know? And I know for, for me, one thing that, that you said early on when I met you was staying flexible to the route. I probably heard you say it a thousand times, but there's a million ways to get to where you want to go. The question is, are you willing to open up to the people who you have trust with, whether it's you, whether it's me and Patty, Patty with his teammates, to actually put value on what they're bringing to the table and learn from, learn from their tools. I'm not trying to become Patty, but I can, I can grab a tool out of Patty's toolbox that'll fix my situation. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's the power of, of community when we start buying each other's problems and actually speaking truth to them, if that makes sense. 100, so, 100%. Okay, so Patty, what, right. what from your past or your upbringing or what you've learned in your life gives you 
this motivation that you have, the grit that you've got, the perseverance that you've got to keep going? Like, where did that come from? Um, I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's, but, but my life experience is that just everything is learned. And I mean, um, I've openly shared just about my, uh, you know, substance abuse and being in recovery and stuff like that. So I think a certain, like going along the same keynote of what you guys are talking about, it's like, one thing as a coach that I've learned is that I'm not going to work harder than you are. So it's like you, for that person that wants change and, and they see people out there working at it and they want it for themselves, like you have to get to a point where you are letting go of your stubbornness. You know what I mean? Um, and stop being so hard headed and that there are people here to help. Cause when I was, that's what it took for me. Right. I was, I was in the gutter basically and um i've always had a hard head and it was took me to be mentally spiritually and physically broken to ask for help you know what i mean and but then when i asked for help um i just had such a supportive community of people around me that brought me back up to my feet and guided me along my way until i was building momentum and i think that was just really my pivotal point and getting we talk about these like small bites and small hurdles. Like I was never growing up until then. I mean, I started using when I was real young too. So it's like, I didn't really have much to pull from of a sober self because I was so young at the time when I was completely sober. I used for at the time that I got clean, I used more than half of my life at that time. Mm -hmm. Right. So I never, I was never really one to actually accomplish anything. I always left thing. I always was, I was one of those people that never finished anything. And so when I started building momentum and gaining that confidence in myself was taking the small bites, right? And those small accomplishments, getting um, my own bank account or paying a bill online or like not online, but just paying the bill in general, yeah. Yeah. you know, um, just the little things. But like, those were like major things for me to like, like, okay, I got this. Like one step at a time, I got this, I got this. And soon those hurdles started to become bigger and bigger and bigger until they snowballed. And um, me and my wife, or she was my girlfriend at the time, my wife now, being born and raised on Maui, um, we just knew there was more to life. So as soon as we moved up to Seattle, we hit the ground running. Like we got, you know, we got married, we moved quit our careers all within three months you know what i mean and so when we got up here we were starting from complete scratch and that was a major hurdle to get over and we got over that and that was kind of right around the time that me and jeremy met and then me and him started to vibe and um you know just through our conversations and off the leash and then playing professional paintball like all these things really just reinforce this attitude of um this momentum that you're talking about right and it was just i think it's just practice and like what you guys are talking about is just taking the fear away taking the shame away of failing like i'm in a spot right now where i'm so willing to just throw myself in there because i have no like i i say that now i mean obviously i'm human and it comes up but it's just through that continuous practice of not caring about the failure because there's always lessons to be learned, right? And Jeremy just says, okay, pivot, pivot, pivot. And then like, look at this angle, look at this angle. And it's just like, 
that is a tool to have upon itself of just being comfortable in your own skin, knowing who you are, that you have every ability possible to overcome whatever's thrown at you. And it's not, that's not something that comes naturally, right? You, it's just like everything else. You've got to practice that. And so I think that that's where this kind of like new momentum of just like being a juggernaut in, in life of just like not caring really about my failures. I mean, I have no shame on it. I don't care. I mean, no offense, but I don't care what anyone else thinks about my failures either. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, it's the long game. I'm always playing the long game, right? It's not that, mm -hmm. I mean, it's the, being a drug addict, I am looking for that instant gratification. I want that now. I want that feeling now. But it's like flipping that and using that to, okay, what's the purpose in the long game? You know, play that tape out. And then, so it's like, if if this failure means success down the road, I'll roll that dice every time. Yeah, I love that. I love that idea of that it's just practice. It's just yeah. low bar to make it a lot easier entry for everybody. Right. It's, it's just practice. We're all practicing wherever we're going. That's awesome. It is. Hey Riley, are you on this? Are you on this call? Let's see if hey Riley. What's up? Hey, what do you got for us? The about. about about anything. I want I want anything that anything you'd like to ask Jeremy Waller, Patty, uh off the leash. Love the process crew. The just anything you QA. We wanna we wanna be interactive on this podcast. Yeah, let me let me think. Um I like what you guys are saying about pivot. What about like like sometimes if you um is it Patty, is that right? Yeah, man, what's up? I think you were saying about how you were, you, you had struggles in life and then you, you found a path and you, you found a way. How did you go about finding what, like I currently, my, my struggles with like fitness for me is something that comes easy, but outside of that, what did you have like a, like a process for finding a passion in life or did you know, um, that off the leash was just, this was just going to come eventually. Like, how did you get to this point? No, man. Uh, I think, um, no, I had no idea that off the leash was coming. Um, and I think that that is just the beauty of life itself. Um, just being true to who your, yourself is, you know, and knowing that, you know, as long as you, I always just say, keep your side of the street clean. Right. As long as you're doing what you need to do, um, you're, you know, you're living by your spiritual principles and that could be to you in itself. Right. Whatever it means for you to um, live life correctly, you're not doing, you know, harm to other people. Good stuff is going to come. And then you like I love like I love that we're on the love the process podcast. I mean, just enjoy the process of it. I mean, you're never going to know what pops up in your life. So it's like really being vigilant with your life and you're never going to know the connections that you make. Um, always like I'm really big into manifesting. So it's like at a certain point I did have like, I wanted this goal, right? I put it out there in the universe and then I let it go. Right. I don't kind of hold on to it. Like the universe knows what I want. And then I just walk through life freely. And then those opportunities pop up to me, man. I mean, it's really, it's really bizarre. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's totally. bizarre how that, how that happens. And all of that takes practice. Cause 
when I live freely like that, my life is fluid. When I try and take control of my life, it's very rugged and rigid. Right. You know, everything is forced. But it's so much, and, and I, I do it all the time. Don't get me wrong. Even though I'm trying to, you know, say that that's what I do, I do it all the time. I try to take control back. You know what I mean? And when I do that, I really hit barriers, man. And I hit roadblocks and then I get angry and frustrated with where my life is going. And so it's like, just know kind of like your passions and the things that you want to do and where your life wants to go. And then just, just let it go. And then just enjoy, enjoy the process. So really Patty, I mean, and Ryan, I don't, I don't, I, what I heard Patty say is, is exactly that. Yes. Love the process, but really the paradigm or philosophy of, of actually, I'm not, the destination is kind of inherent in your question, Riley, as opposed to the fact that Patty's saying, I just bought into the fact that life is fluid, that, that I'm gonna live today, I'm gonna live in the moment, and I'm gonna, and I'm gonna set goals, and I know who I am, because you, you did the work. You stepped back and you said, what am I afraid of? What are my underlying fears? What are the problems and difficulties in my life? You had the conversation yourself. I can just tell it, I know it when I see it, right? Just like Jeremy and I talked earlier. And so, and you said, what do I want? And then, and then right now, obviously, you know, with OTL, that's, I want to help people through that, that process because you've seen so much freedom from it, right? You went from drug addiction to not sure how to, how to, how to accomplish anything in, in meaningful in your life to married. I don't know why you moved from Hawaii to Seattle, but I'm glad you did. Okay. <laughs> to, 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 to meet. Knew that was coming. Yeah. <laughs> to meet up with, to meet up with Jeremy and part and having this, this really clearly uh, great relationship toward a common purpose towards helping p other people through this process. And then certainly a creativity that you guys have with the merchandise and the brand <laughs> that is, that has begun. And I think should, it is going to continue and, and just grow. Um, but that is, that's powerful stuff. I mean, what you, you know, right. Riley, does that make sense? What he, what he said there to you? Just totally, you? Yeah. Yeah. I think that uh, a lot of, I mean, people, there's lots of cliches you can say about it, but one of them is just the fact that, and I don't know, I don't want to simplify it, but kind of that 90% of doing anything is showing up and not just like physically, but that can, that can manifest itself in different ways. And that's kind of what I, I don't want to downplay it, but that's kind of what I gathered from what you were saying, Pat. Is that right? Yeah. Right. Always keep it simple. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I think we as humans make it so complex and it's like, really just keep it simple. And I like to go off of the vein that you're just saying, I always just say, bring the body and the mind follow. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's exactly what you're talking about. Just show up and then kind of take a look around. And I always just think of that, that movie, like, um, what was the one off of, uh, who wants to be a millionaire, but in the India, um, a millionaire. Slumdog, Slumdog millionaire. Yes. And how he goes around and like shows the skill, like yeah. the, the times in his life that gave him the answer. Like, that's kind of what we're talking about with being vigilant is like, you gotta be good. You gotta be conscious enough every day and have the awareness to pick up these tools and just be a sponge as you absorb. Because in each moment, you can have an opportunity where you gotta you gotta pull from those skills and like apply them to your life. You know what I mean? So it's like, and on that on that topic, there's like two things that I always say are my my strategy when people ask me about politics or COVID nineteen or whatever the case may be. My two strategies to that point, Riley, 
One, control what you can control. Two, love the person in front of you. That's all you can do. You know, everything that I've ever accomplished in my life, the relationships that I've built, and one of my biggest goals, the relationship rich, mm. like on the deepest level, is mm. just by loving the person in front of me and controlling what I can control. You know, whether it's okay. me running into to you, John, like what, what I do with my work, what I do with my hands, what I do with my mind, those are all, that's all on me. And regardless of the person in front of me, whatever their political affiliation is, whatever their sex is, their belief system is, I'm loving that person as if they are complete and lacking nothing. Mm. And so when I choose to do that, it changes the way I view people, but it also attracts the people around you because they feel you seeing something in them that maybe they don't even see in themselves. And that goes beyond how much money you have in the bank, what title you carry, and so it starts to starts to change the way that you interact with the world, you know? And so that's, that's how, for me, I've gotten into having conversations with people that I had no business talking to just because I love them and I see value in them. Yeah. Uh, and so you, you take control of, of moments by moments and little by little, okay. little becomes a lot. So those are my two that's kind so of break good. it down, keep it simple. And that's Riley. And what he's saying, that's the story of my life. I mean, I literally, I'm like, real, real talk. How did we get here? Like, sure, yeah. like there's like so many people think like some like right, you know. It, 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 I love the slumdog millionaire approach. So, <laughs> like, I got the square and the star on that comment because that is so good. And what yeah. I think, Riley, and, and, and anybody else on this that's listening to this podcast, I think so often we set the we try to set the parameters of the expectation of yeah. how it's going to manifest, to use Patty's word, how it's going to come in. Let it let it go. Let it go. And we pay attention. Yes. And we 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 trust and believe in whatever it is that we believe. Yeah. For me to, to your core. Right. Your core, you, you know, know what I mean? there's unwavering doubt. Yeah, that, and it's amazing. Like, I'll give you an example, a short one. I went out right after the governor spoke. I went outside in our backyard. We have a golf course, and I go, and I go, and I start walking towards the eighth hole because I'm going to play two holes. I pick up a golf ball on the side that's a brand new Pro V one, which is like a five dollar golf ball. Hey, you gotta have those Pro Vs. Okay, <laughs> so Patty, you'll come out and play some golf, and we open back up. But so Pro V, <laughs> I go out and pick up a Pro V one. Year and every sixteen. If I had a jersey number, if we're at Vegas and we're playing roulette, sixteen red. It's my birthday. It'll be. I'll be turning forty next month on April sixteenth. Sixteen. Hey, let's go. Okay, we win. And so it's got sixteen on it. And so I go, I go, I hit the worst tee shot in the world off of eight because I'm like frustrated with you know the state of the union or whatever the government given and don't worry about all that. But anyway, I'm like 40 yards away, and uh, and I'm and I'm kind of smiling at the situation, and I and I hit this title of 16 one more time, and it goes in the stinking hole. Nobody's there. Two, <laughs> and I'm like, I you know I'm like I'm not even gonna play the second hole I wanted to play, but. It's just, I, I took action, right? I moved my, you know, I think it's uh, Rachel Hall, as Adrian went down, saw Rachel, move your body and change your mind. Or change your mind, move your body. What's the saying? Move your body, change your mind. Move your body, change your mind. And the business of, of doing that, which then gives people an opportunity to go, hey, how can we work on, how can we work on the process that you might have? You know, in the essence of time, we got only a couple minutes left. I, I do want to see 
Um, I love this. I've gotten a ton out of this. Is there, you know, that's really why we started Love the Process, to be honest with you, so that I could kind of grow because I need a lot of it. Um, <laughs> just, <laughs> we, all, we all do, man. We all do. Adrian, just plead the fifth right there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. She's a liar. Uh, Linda and Rayma, you guys still on the call? But we're here, sisters. Okay, What's up? Good. Raymond Brooklyn, questions for the OTL crew. Do you have any questions? Well, it's not me, not, um, well, I guess it's a question, but um, sorry, this, you can't see, there we go, is that a little bit better? Um, <laughs> Uh, it was about motivation because at this point, um, so I'm, you know, just had a baby, second baby. I know I need to get in shape. I know I want to, it's not like I'm not motivated in that sense. Um, but like finding the motivation to actually get me moving. I know for me, once I get my workout closed half, that's like half the battle. Mm -hmm. Um, but then like this morning I had my first workout since having the baby, but I'm like, I didn't do it afterwards. But now I'm like, okay, good, I did it. Like, <laughs> good for a week, right? Like, I'm feeling good. But then I know, I know I want to stay consistent, and and I know this is pretty specific, but like, but that's kind of, I don't know. No, I don't. Ways, that's not really so ways to stay continually stay motivated. motivated. Yeah, because like I know, I know I mo, I want to stay motivated, and I love ways to stay motivated. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, well, there's I don't know if there's a question in that, but oh, no, that's huge. That's huge. Yeah, that's that's, huge. No, I think, and, and realistically, I'll bet I'll bet you Patty could say the same thing, and, and I want him to answer these other fitness experts while they're here. And I'm excited to hear their answer because I think there's a ton of people who have the same exact question you asked. It is but if, if you took everybody who comes in and everybody who, who it's like motivation, it's like motivation, like that's the number one thing that I think any a lot of people in our space. People come to us and they say, how do I get and stay motivated? Mm -hmm. So, hey, go ahead. Hi, Ryan. Patty. And Hi. Hi. Oh, Hi. Man. Hi. I thought there was another question coming too. Um, I, you know, and to be 100%, like as a coach and a professional athlete, I get those too, right? Like, tumble myself enough. I go through slumps where I am completely not motivated to do it. Um, I'm just uh it's so ingrained in me that i just do it you know what i mean um because then the, the momentum swings back up and i know where it is you know to be at the spot where you need to <laughs> even take that initial first step so i think that just jumps back to like establishing goals so like a good one is just to start with a weekly goal and then a realistic small bite to it you know so it's like instead of going full bore and go man, I want to work out five days out of the week. And then we do one workout and then we skip one. And then it's like back to square one. We feel defeated and deflated. Right. You know what I mean? Like start off smaller where it's like, okay, let me just do this 10 minute workout once a week. And that's like, you know, super small, maybe it's even five. Um, but that way we can, we can accomplish that. Right. And we continue and practice accomplishing that. And it's like, okay, well, I'm ready to take the next step. And then maybe it's a 20 minute workout once a week. You know, and we just continue to get into those because it's a process, right? We're not going to just hit home runs as soon as we step up to bat. Right. So it's really just taking those small little nibbles so that they become into that bigger bite. Mm -hmm. 
You know what I mean? And it's like, and then to bounce back off of that though, have compassion for yourself. Yeah. Sometimes sure. we're in spots in our life where that just may not be in the cards. Like I don't have any kids, but having a baby, like that's new, right? Like enjoy that. Like maybe, maybe the working out is just not in the cards this week. So it's like, be okay with it. You know what I mean? And, and that motivation does come. And then when you've gone like, and, it, and we know this, like if you go five days and then you're like, now if you missing it, when you don't do it, like that's a good spot to be in. Cause then that's when you got that motivation mm -hmm. and you know, I like to say, I don't know if you guys would agree with this. I like to say do less to do more when people, when you're on the front end of a habit creation, like do less to do more. Um, so often what I, I find myself doing is like go run the 5k, you know, get the, Hey, I did it. Hey, I did it. And then I remember training one time to run a, a half marathon in Vancouver and I trained for months. I don't know, six months, five months. I don't know. Go run it, you know, Boom, get up there, get the medal, get the thing. I don't know if I ran for six months straight after that. And so, like, like I did, I saw this, like, on the macro of my life, and, and it was 2010, and that was when I, I, I really consciously had that conversation around, what if I did, what if I did less, but I did it more consistently? What if consistency was my aim as opposed to the quantity of what I what I do on the front end. And then I started run, I did a, you know, I went, a, I don't remember how many days, I went 150 or 60 days in a row of just running a mile, right? As opposed to a 5K, as opposed to a marathon, just a mile. And, and, and now that's what I try to do. Um, yeah, I think me too. I try to remember how I feel afterwards. Cause I like yeah. that better than the way I feel before. <laughs> For some reason, it's like, okay, here I go. But afterwards, it's like, yes, I feel accomplished, and I feel just like more fresh and excited. And so I try to always remember that what, before I'm going to do my next workout. I'm like, okay, I got to get to that end point because that's the part that I enjoy the most is how I feel afterwards. That's good. who's the uh, who's the lovely lady who asked the question? Oh yeah, that's Rayma. 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 Brooklyn sister. I, I just, uh, I just want to tell you, I think one of the things I've enjoyed most over the last couple of years uh, is actually coaching moms and young moms. Uh, I remember there's a couple for like a year straight. I had an hour with 24 moms. Uh, <laughs> and they loved Jeremy. I mean, you were good at it. I'm serious. That's just how the time slot kind of worked out. Um, but the thing that I, I kind of learned was that I couldn't coach – young moms like I coach like young entrepreneurs or people in their 60s it's a completely different demographic but I think the thing that I love the most is that you you've already won the battle and that's that's like wanting and thinking about being better uh and that's an incredible place to be and so I think first off it's just like honoring honoring you and I know that there's especially as a young mom because I have two sisters who just had babies in the last couple of years and and just being behind the scenes i learned a lot just about how much energy it takes and how like how much you have to put yourself and your own desires on the back burner uh and so when you have very little time like patty was saying very little time it's hard to pull yourself to do something that takes even more energy <laughs> and so with that i think i think that one to give yourself credit but when you when you work out like 
people notice, like your significant other notices, like your kids will notice. And I think it's really important when you take the physical out of it, for me, it's helping people look down the line and say like, what mom, what kind of mom do I want to be? You know, do I want to be the one that can run around with my kids, you know, outrun my kids, play soccer with my kids, whatever the case may be. Obviously, I don't know your situation. But when you actually start to change your mindset from like, how am I going to do this workout? Like, I actually don't, my body doesn't look that bad to what do I want to be able to do down the line? And you take, you take it from something that's just a physical, maybe aesthetic item, and you take it to you, you doing this hard work is actually breaking barriers for like your friends, the person sitting right next to you right now, like your kids as they grow up. You're literally breaking down walls for their future. And, and I don't think people give themselves enough credit in, in the small wins. Like how boring would soccer and football be if it was like a Hail Mary every play? Right. <laughs> like it, would, it would be boring, but it's, it's the little things. It's like when, you know, I don't know if you're a football fan, but it's like when Marshawn Lynch is shedding little tackles and getting three-yard gains at crunch moments. Like those are the things that give you chills because it's how hard you actually had to push and overcome in order to get the little thing that you wanted. Yeah. And so for, for you, you know, I just want to say congratulations on your baby and that's awesome. And it's like how far it's um, something that I was marinating in a couple of weeks ago was the, this item of your life will change when the, your mindset goes from how long will this take to how far can I go? Mm-hmm. Like how incredible of a woman can I become where I literally am pulling my kids into a better future than the one that I've ever had. Right. right. So yeah, that's, that's kind of just what I've got, but I just have a, a massive respect for you and for other moms uh, and, and just the, the willingness. Cause that's energy that I don't have to expend in my whole life. Uh, <laughs> and so I, I tend to have a little bit more energy in my workouts cause I don't have to stay up all night and change diapers. So <laughs> uh, I, I just want to tell you I appreciate you and just want to honor you as a, as a mom for sure. That's awesome. Thanks. That's awesome. That's awesome. Nice. That's great. That's awesome. Brian Lind. Hi. You got anything for us? Hey. Yeah. B. Lind, what's up? What's <laughs> happening? How you doing, Brian? Doing good. Doing good. Good. We're on our live podcast with Off the Leash. I'm trying to find a song. I try, I'm trying to do this new theme where I play a song for what I think of our guests. It, <laughs> just, just wait. I'll God wait. bless Texas. Wait. God bless Texas. Let's go. <laughs> so, Brian, you have any questions about mindset or fitness for our Off the Leash crew? With like not being like in a normal routine, how do you get in a routine? Good question. <laughs> hmm. I think uh, you think about the the end goal. You know, and there's there's a lot of different ways to get to get the result. Uh, and so think about what you want crossing the finish line, and then that's where the creativity comes comes into play. Like it doesn't always have to be safe, whether it's fitness um, or you want to write more. It's finding creative ways to to get it in so for me if i'm at home all the day some days i'll do like a 10 minute little like cardio blaster the next day i'll write up a thousand reps of five different exercises and i'll write tally marks on a whiteboard and every time i walk into another room i gotta do 10 of something 
So by okay. the end of the day, I've done 2000 reps, but it took me 12 hours, you know? And right. so it, just find little ways to play games. Uh, like doing some push-ups right now. Just a 10, just a little 10 spot, you know? You guys throwing 20s out there. I'm like, hey, you know, 10, I did, I've been doing 25s here and there. Oh, I saw your I didn't little push-up challenge, and then you throw in the slaps in between. I'm like, come hey, on. Hey, you got to stay creative. <laughs> look hey, can you hear this song? I'm playing the song I think about OTM. Yeah. <laughs> you already know, stay ready. Can you hear it? Yeah, yeah I hear it. it. Be ready. Never ready. Hey, I'm telling you, I know went over a little over time, but if, if I got to go to war, I want you guys in <laughs> trenches with me. Lace up, lace up. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Um, uh, if I can just, if I can just add to the routine part, a uh, skill that I used when I was uh, um, just getting clean and stuff like that, and it really helped me because routine was not my friend. Was I had to write it down. Okay. Whatever my, you know, whatever I wanted that routine to be, I wrote it down the night before, and then I help, you know, I had to practice holding myself accountable to hit all of those things that I wrote down. Once it was on paper, it was gold, right? Like I had to do that. I, you know, and, and, and Jeremy says that Rogers, Roger, that mentality. It's like, I, no matter what, like bring that body and your mind will follow. I had to hit those checklists off throughout the day. And that really kept me on track because my mind wandered, man. And, and if my mind wandered and I didn't stay to that uh, routine, then right. I was literally in a life or death situation where I would find myself at that dope dealer's house again. So I literally had to stick to that routine if so, I wanted to stay clean. So it was a little bit more dramatic and I was forced to do that, but it was a skill worthy yeah. to help me get to that destination that I needed to be, which was clean, right? And yeah. I managed to string along some years now. So that was one of those things though, but it's like in those early stages, Okay, just write them down the night before of all the things that you've got to do. And yeah. your game is to knock out all of those things before you lay down to go to bed. Ron, I like to use these. This is the old school. Postcards. No nope. cards. <laughs> yes, no cards. And Patty would. <laughs> I mean, I would go to the end of the earth to agree with the power in writing it down. Yeah. yeah. It's spooky. It's spooky. Yeah. I mean, John orders his day every day. So he writes down what he wants every to day. Done every day, every morning. Yeah. I have stacked note cards for a decade or so. I mean, literally every day. Now, MIT, I call it seven top, you know, seven things. It's like, man, I, I want to get this done. And then cross off power. It's crazy, crazy how the, it works. Like Patty talked about earlier, like it, and so just try it, you know, maybe it'll yeah. be, it doesn't work, but just try it. That's all I say about, right? So just, just, you know, I, I have stacks and stacks of these, Brian, we can send some to wake up if you want that they got them at the right aid. If they, if, if you ever go to the store or whatever, yeah, all he is advice, yeah. Man. he's right. 
And it's like, you know, for him, I love, I really do believe, I'll wrap this quarantine series up or, or kind of podcast with OTL up from my perspective. And I want to hear where we can, we can reach the OTL guys at and how we can support you guys. But is that if we get in the game and get consistent in the, in the habits you know, this is such a season of an opportunity to create a metaphysical change and changes in our brain that cause our process, whatever that is for us, to be improved upon. And, and I would suggest reaching out to guys like Jeremy and Patty um, individually, ask them for tips and, and ideas, um, and, and, and consider their, you know, they're, they're going through their coaching process, whatever that looks like. Um, I, I really believe that it takes also accountability. It takes somebody, you know, say it's so hard to do it. You know, you're, you know, recovery, for example, Patty, I mean, you, you can test, test to this. Um, you know, if you, if it's Adrian, Adrian's dad, right? He quit smoking about 10 years ago and he tried for 30 years or 20 or whatever. And when he finally was able to, it was when he was in a group of four or five people who are committed to the same purpose. And, and I think that, you know, Jeremy hit on it earlier, this, this finding some accountability source in your life to, to be able to help you create those habits. Because we can sit here and get motivated and inspired right now, but really when push comes to shove, it's gonna be who's in my corner and are they gonna get me back up in the fight or are they gonna, or are they gonna let me make an excuse or, or are they gonna let me, let me reason my way out of doing the thing that I said I wanted to do. Real tough. Yeah. So, how can we get at OTL? How can how what what are the way what are the means? You have the you have the Instagram, the podcast. Yes, the podcast is off the leash. Podcast OTL is the big white symbol. Uh, oh, to, no brainer. I've heard them all. They're awesome. At off the leash lifestyles our Instagram. Okay. Uh, that's that's probably the easiest way to to get a hold of us. Uh, and we have a we have a website as well, um, which is also at the off the leash lifestyle uh, dot com. But yeah, any one of those places, you're more than welcome to hit us up at any time for anything. We got a, a, a email as well, off the leash lifestyle at gmail dot com. And your personal. And the personal J E R underscore A M underscore I Jaren. And I on Instagram and his is uh, it's at Patty Gleason. Pretty simple, uh, and that's with two D's. So P A D D Y G L E A S O N. That's awesome. Well, we so appreciate your guys' time and your wisdom. Anything else you want to leave us with? No, I appreciate you guys having us on. Obviously, this live is just off, live off the lead. <laughs> yeah, it's just the beginning <laughs> for, for both of us in this relationship that'll go on for a very long time from now. So appreciate you guys. For sure. Live off the leash. Thanks so much, guys. God bless. Thanks for having us. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Love the Process podcast. You can find us on iTunes and Spotify. It means so much when you leave us a review and share with your friends. Bye.